They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 24 of Soul Food titled Happiness. In this episode, we're going to cover the danger of breaking a believer's heart, hurting their feelings. We're going to talk about rushing to share good news. And finally, we'll talk about the reward for making a believer happy. So this is a really amazing concept. You know, I went many years of my life without knowing the importance in Islam of not hurting another person's feelings. It seems kind of obvious at a certain level, but at another level, just knowing the amount of care that the Prophet ﷺ took to actually preserve people's hearts and not hurt their feelings and not break their hearts is really profound and beautiful. And that he ﷺ he really emphasized and encouraged the importance of bringing people happiness. So Al-Habib Ali bin Hassan Al-Attas continuing in this beautiful book, The Blissful Gift, he's giving us counsels. So he says, do not meet a person with something they dislike, whether it be from yourself or relaying it on behalf of someone else. In other words, don't relay to them something that would really shock them or hurt them. He says, even if you are offered payment for this task, do not accept it. Even if you are in dire need of money, breaking a believer's heart is worse than destroying the Kaaba 70 times over. It's really profound that the sanctity of a believer's heart is even greater than that of the Kaaba itself. And the Kaaba is extremely esteemed and honored. So this relates to hurting them with something that uh, they don't have to hear. But what if it's news that they do have to hear? Then part of adab is trying to break the news to them with wisdom and gentleness. So if something bad has happened, let's say, for example, there is a death in the family or something to that effect, then there's an adab. There are particular manners that a person should have when breaking that kind of news to someone, and it has to be done with wisdom and gentleness. But if someone just goes around and tells people things that hurt them, really that's a sign of a diseased heart. And when a person has to share something that is unpleasant, then they should tell the person, you know, I think you should really sit down. I have something to share with you. You know, or if it's over the phone, are you in the middle of something? You know, can you pause for a second? Can you stop what you're doing? I think you should sit down. You know, I have to tell you something important. Then the person begins to get the idea that something they might dislike is coming. So it doesn't come as much of a shock. It's not something where, let's say, for example, someone just picks up the phone and -and so-and-so died. That would be a great shock if they weren't expecting it or if it's someone that they love dearly. But if there's a way that a person gradually 
gets the point across and is able to let the person not be as shocked, then that's part of adab. And, you know, when a person breaks another person's heart and hurts them, it's worse than destroying the Kaaba. So we should be really careful about breaking someone's heart and not to always be the bearer of bad news, to actually make an effort to be the opposite. So if breaking their heart is worse than destroying the Kaaba, then the opposite is also true. So that brings us to the next point of rushing to share good news. Just like you should praise other people and share things that are pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as we've talked about in previous episodes, you should also rush to share good news that makes people happy. Al-Habib Ali bin Hassan al-Atas, he says, if the news is something that will make a believer happy, then hasten to him, even if you have to crawl. In other words, even if you have to make a great effort to get to that person, to share something with them that will make them happy, it's worth it. He continues, he says, the greatest companions like Abu Bakr and Umar, anhuma, when a verse was revealed, that contained glad tidings for a particular believer, they would compete with each other to get the news to him first because they knew the reward for doing so. So let's say, for example, a verse was revealed and something was promised to a particular person or someone was praised or something to that effect. They would actually race to get to that person and say, Allah has said something good about you because they knew that the reward of making someone happy is great with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there's a situation where a verse was revealed and three of the companions were given forgiveness by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it teaches us the effect of congratulating someone with good news and sharing that good news with them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this in the Quran in Surah At-Tawbah. Allah says, وَعَلَى الثَّلَاثَةِ الَّذِينَ خُلِّفُوا حَتَّى إِذَا ضَاقَتْ عَلَيْهِمُ الْأَرْضُ بِمَا رَحُبَتْ وَضَاقَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ أَنفُسُهُمْ وَظَنُّوا أَنْ لَا مَلْجَأَ مِنَ اللَّهِ إِلَّا إِلَيْهِ ثُمَّ تَابَ عَلَيْهِمْ لِيَتُوبُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ التَّوَابُ الرَّحِيمُ And Allah also turned in mercy to the three. These are the three companions who had remained behind from the battle of Tabuk whose guilt distressed them until the earth, despite its vastness, seemed to close in on them, and their souls were torn in anguish. They knew that there was no refuge from Allah except to Him. Then He turned to them in mercy, so that they may repent. Surely Allah is the acceptor of repentance, the most merciful. So these three companions, they stayed behind without an excuse during the battle of Tabuk. And when the Prophet ﷺ returned, the hypocrites made excuses and they asked the Prophet ﷺ for forgiveness and they made up things that were untrue. But these three companions were sincere. So when they actually saw the Prophet ﷺ, they didn't make any excuses. They said, Rasulullah, we actually don't have a good excuse, we just stayed behind. So then they waited for revelation to see what their fate would be. And they ended up waiting for 50 days. And during those 50 days, no one was allowed to speak with them until it was revealed what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's decree and judgment would be for them. 
Then this verse was revealed, and Allah forgave them. And one of the companions, Sayyidina Ka'b ibn Malik, radiallahu anhu, he said that when he went to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and actually they started yelling it from afar, and they were saying, you know, glad tidings to you, Allah has forgiven you, and people were spreading it, and it was kind of throughout the city, throughout Al-Madina Al-Munawwara, word was spreading quickly that Allah had forgiven them. Because they knew that that 50 days was very difficult for them, and they wanted to share the good news. So Sayyidina Ka'b ibn Malik, he says, when he came to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam to confirm if this is really true, if he's been forgiven, one of the other companions, Sayyidina Talha ibn Ubaidillah, he stood up and he greeted him and congratulated him. And Sayyidina Ka'b said, I never forgot that Talha did that for me. I'll never forget that he stood up and congratulated me in that moment where he needed to hear that good news and he was yearning for that good news. So that just shows that he rose up for him and he congratulated him for receiving Allah's forgiveness and that left an impact on his heart and really made a deep bond of love for that Sahabi who shared in that good news and shared in that happy moment, which is why we should rush to share good news with people. And then finally, he sees the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he says, I congratulate you and I give you the good news of the best day of your life since your mother gave birth to you, that Allah has confirmed that he has forgiven you. So it's a beautiful story. There's many details, but the point here is that the Sahaba stood up and went out of their way to share the good news with them. This brings us to the final point, the reward for making a believer happy. There's a great reward in making another believer happy. And of course, it's good to have beautiful character with everyone. But then there's also an added degree of blessing in someone whose heart is attached to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and is a heart full of iman. So there's a greater degree of reward in that. So bringing someone like that happiness, someone who is a servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and bringing happiness to that heart that has iman, has a special reward with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مِنْ أَفْضَلِ الْعَمَلِ إِدْخَالُ السُّرُورِ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِ He said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, of the best actions is bringing happiness to a believer. يَقْضِ عَنْهُ دَيْنًا يَقْضِ لَهُ حَاجَةً يُنَفِّسُ عَنْهُ كُرْبَةً You can do this by taking care of his debt or fulfilling a need of his or relieving him of distress. So any of those things, bringing them happiness, then what that does is it gives a person a great reward with Allah. It's of the best actions. And in another hadith that the best actions after the obligatory actions is bringing happiness to the heart of another Muslim. And this hadith that we quoted here is narrated by Imam al-Bayhaqi. Habib Ali bin Hassan al-Attas also narrates another athar that whoever brings happiness to the heart of a believer, Allah creates due to that happiness 70,000 angels who seek forgiveness for that person until the day of resurrection. That by bringing happiness to another person, 
Look at how beautiful this deen is. This is so amazing. You know, and these are lessons that we really need to reflect on and teach and live in our lives, starting first and foremost with our family members, our loved ones, and then reaching out further and further. And if we really live up to the ideals of this deen, we don't believe that there will be a utopia in this world necessarily, but there will be a great manifestation of good. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to revive these meanings and these lessons and these prophetic character traits within the ummah. Ameen. So that brings us to the call to action. There's so much depressing and bad news in the world today. And I'm sure we all get it, whether it's on social media or people forwarding us articles, and especially with kind of the pandemic that we're all going through. Although, alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is being very gentle with us in many, many ways, but a lot has changed in the world. But with all of the bad news in the world today, make it a point of sharing something uplifting. Share something of benefit. Share something that brings happiness and hope to people's hearts. And the more personal you can make it, the better. If it's something related specifically to a particular person, reach out to them and share that good news and share in their happiness. But if it's also something more general that keeps people going and uplifts their spirit, then there's great good in that. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us people who bring happiness to the hearts of others. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he bless the ummah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and that he bring happiness to the hearts of our brothers and sisters in humanity and bring faith and iman and sa'adah and felicity to their hearts. Innahu akramul akrameen wa arhamur rahimeen wa sallallahu ta'ala ala sayyidina Muhammad وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm, where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.